Do you find yourself saying things like, there's always something, or it's one thing after another? Because we live in a thought-created reality. Our spoken words create the world around us, literally pulling it into shape. So yes, if you keep affirming that there's always something wrong with you, why are you surprised then when that's the reality you create for yourself? Welcome to Not So Chronic, a place where we discuss the real truth in healing ourselves from chronic diagnosis. My name is Sarah and I'm a self-healers coach for women who want to step into the healer and leader they are born to be. Think of this podcast as your radical guide in unleashing yourself from all the BS you were told and awaken yourself to your power, your worth and your innate ability to heal yourself. Through our stories from suffering and diagnosis to real healing and transformation, we are the revolution. We are not so chronic. Itchy skin, blue feet, cold hands, dry skin, dry eyes, delayed reaction, feeling cold often, feeling hot often, frequent sighing, blood sugar falling, increased thirst, profuse sweating, more pain in winter, frequent allergies, feeling spaced out, sensory overload, bumping into things, no balance, stuttering, forgetting words, carpal tunnel, decreased sex drive, painful periods, heavy periods, no periods. Welcome to the woman spoony world of chronic constant symptoms that one school of healthcare cannot validate because they say it's all medically unexplained. So what do we do? We list all of this to the doctors, we collect them, we make notes of them, we track them, we enable them, they annoy us, they come up all the time, they're weird and we don't understand them and our doctor definitely doesn't understand them, there's no validation, there's no treatment, there's shame there. We're totally disconnected from our body that just seems to be not functioning, right? Because that's what they tell us, that we're not functioning. The reality is our body is calling out. Huge misalignments in our life, huge imbalances in our life, everything absolutely intrinsically linked to each other in our life. There is no harmony, there's no routine, the body can't keep up and it's fallen into the habit of manifesting something to avoid whatever it is. Do you find yourself saying things like there's always something or it's one thing after another? Because we live in a thought-created reality our spoken words create the world around us, literally pulling it into shape. So yes, if you keep affirming that there's always something wrong with you, why are you surprised then when that's the reality you create for yourself? If you experience one or more of these manifestations, begin the intuitive healing process and ask yourself why? What is the need within this symptom? 
What possible benefit is there in this symptom? What is your body trying to help you accomplish with this symptom? If this physical symptom was an emotion, what's the emotion? What is the thought pattern within the tissues? So with my clients, we begin seeing the connections in their life choices, their core beliefs about themselves, and these random, not random symptoms, which are, of course, messages of healing from the body. Here's three of them in some detail to get you started with on this episode. So number one, itchiness. Nothing about feeling itchy all the time is unexplained or random. Look at your body manifesting itchiness. There's nothing there, right? There's no bug bite, there's no scratch or whatever. So look at it. Let yourself look at it. Are you embarrassed? Does the itch embarrass you? But it's a message from your body, so it will just get louder, my love. It might try to find another way to manifest. If this way doesn't work, it might manifest as a rash, hives, eczema, whatever it takes to be heard and seen. So can you let yourself see yourself? When I was unbearably itchy all the time, I was in a relationship that was ideal in the sense that love was there and it was comfortable and nice some of the time, but it was also full of tension and misaligned totally in other areas. There was stress there. So what happens when you're all itchy? What happens? For me, I would get pissed. I'm naturally fiery. In Ayurveda, we call this pitta, fire. And I fueled that fire as I continuously chose to react to everything all the time in anger and rage. I was itchy. I was agitated in my life. What was I itching for? What are you itching? What are you wanting? What are you yearning? What do you desire? What's going on with your fire, my love? What are you scratching for? Like we have this expression, scratching the surface. What surface are you scratching? Look into it. Connect with yourself. Is it some tool for avoidance? Is it a physical expression of self-doubt? What are you doubting? Like here I'm imagining the itch that comes up and you look down because you look, you look at your arm as you give it a little scratch, your head is bowed down, you look down at your leg. What, what is the situation that is happening around you where you are choosing to do that? Body language, right? Watch yourself, witness yourself, analyze yourself. As with all symptoms, analyze what it is you are choosing. What are you consuming? Are your consumption choices affecting your uncontrollable itch 
because I know it can feel random. But let's make it not random. Let's understand it. Like that's the whole point. It's coming up for you as an opportunity to reconnect with your body, like all symptoms. It's coming up for you to see what is misaligned here. Why are you doing that? Why do you need it? What's the need there? And what's good about this itch? Like what possible benefit is there in it? What does it give you or help you? Like what does it let you do or how does it let you be something or do something? Like I remember for me, when I was getting all itchy, that would be a great reason to be pissed off. Cause like I needed a reason to be pissed off cause I was just pissed off all the time with my life. And it was like, and I'm itchy, you know? Like, and here's another reason why I'm pissed. Um, which is really funny because of course I was creating that and choosing that. Really, I was pissed about like some area of my life and my perceived victim mentality. Like that's what I was pissed about. And the itch was like validated proof of my victimness, of my inability to like control my body or my life or my healing. That's how I perceived the itch. Like another way I'm incapable because I believed I was incapable. So that's the whole point, my love. What do you believe? And how is the symptom coming up as a direct result of what you believe? Because it either validates that, it matches what you believe. And it's like, oh, okay, you believe that. Well, like, here's something to like make that concrete for you and like make that real in your reality. Right? Or, or as well as, how is it helping you in some way to cement yourself in this current life that you have? Next, we're going to talk about being perpetually cold. This is not random, my love. This is vata in Ayurveda, which is air. Air governs movement and your body is not circulating. So something's not moving, right? The feet are cold or your body is cold. No one else in the room is cold, right? In England, I was very cold in the house I was living in. I wore three sets of pajamas. I wore a jumper in bed. I wore Rudolph slippers in summer and I had an electric heater by my bed, but the house did have central heating. And to be fair, it was a slightly cold house. The heating didn't really work that well because the windows were old, so the cold air came inside. And the walls themselves were cold. When I was near the wall, that cold penetrated my body. And I was cold in the Canary Islands in Spain, where it's hot. You know, I was cold when I was hibernating in my bedroom, when I was manifesting symptoms and orchestrating my life around managing and enabling my symptoms. And I worked from my bed, so I didn't really move my body position that much except to go and pee and make tea, which at the time I actually got annoyed about because it was like, oh, I have to go to the toilet, like I have to move, it's such an inconvenience. And um, in some weird way, this setup worked for me at that time. I liked it. Like, sure, I was unhappy and I was sick, but I was comfortable in my Rudolph slippers all wrapped up warm when it was 30 degrees outside. 
So where else was cold in my life? Well, for me, there was definitely a lack of friends. Like I kept going on about wanting women friends and hosting women's circles, which I now do. But at that time, I just continued to choose to position myself in a life where there were language barriers, where people weren't there. Like I couldn't find my people. And I was basically alone all the time, except for the company of my partner and like occasionally going for a drink and tapas with some Spanish friends and expat friends. But they're still not, no one was in the healing arts, right? I felt cold emotionally. Nobody got me. And I was changing who I was or like becoming a character in my life to to fit in, right? To fit in. And I felt cold when my partner was not near me. With my partner, at least I could be myself a little bit. But then I felt cold when he was near me too. And when we had a lot of arguments, the energy, you know, that energy after and like during and after an argument when it's just, it's really tense, especially after the argument, right? It's really awkward. It's stone cold. And um, we'd be cold with each other. And I'm not saying at all that he caused my body to manifest cold. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I created all of this. I chose this and I kept choosing it. I did not have to be there. I did not have to be there doing any of that. I was choosing all of it. And it became normal for us to go to bed separately, go to sleep at different times, face in opposite directions. It was very cold, very lonely. And it's so heartbreaking to to recall this. But, But then we had happy, wonderful, full of love moments. And this is how we get stuck because we go, well, you know, there's the good times too. And this is the same with our job and with all the parts of our life. When the reality is if I wanted, I could just choose something else. I could choose warmth and love all the time. I don't need to keep choosing this, but guess what? It recreates my early home life. It literally recreates it. Hey love, if you're enjoying the show and you're ready to connect with self-healers, attend powerful coaching masterclasses and get access to restoring and revitalizing self-healing practices, head over to notsochronic.com. As a huge thank you for being here on the show, you get an exclusive Not So Chronic discount to join us in our membership exclusive to Women in Healing, the Self-Healers Society. You'll get all my best self-healing resources, group support, and powerful coaching all for you in your self-healing. You and your work in the healing arts will be guided, supported, and celebrated. And you will have the chance to come on the show for Women in Healing, ready to share their truth that healing happens. So head to notsochronic.com and join us in the Self Healers Society. Okay, my love, 
back to the show. There was some love, there was some joy, there were some times when I was allowed and the energy wasn't awkward and tense, but most of the time the energy was awkward and tense, like when I wasn't allowed to speak around the dinner table. I had there were all these rules imposed on me growing up. I was lonely growing up. And now I've recreated my what I believed is home. And we don't all need to be qualified therapists to do this work, my love. Like, come on, it's just looking, it's just seeing the connections. That's all it is. So the cold blue feet, I really explored a lot because they were purple like all of the time, even at the beach. The coldest part was above my ankles, the shin and the calves. And I started getting into really thick socks that go up to the knee and socks that go all the way up to the thigh. And I loved them, compression socks. What was all that about? Like, I enjoyed feeling compressed. I enjoyed that, like being held feeling where I wasn't holding myself. So it's funny, it's interesting, restricting movement, movement, not being allowed to flow. Like where was I doing that in my life with my choices? Where was I restricting my own growth, my own movement, my own desires? A client of mine noticed the habitual way she would laugh at herself as perpetually cold. Like, oh yeah, that's me, I'm the cold girl. And how is that any different to being the tired girl, the sick girl? It's all attachment. We learned that her body manifested cold to serve her in alienating herself from love and affection of others that she felt she didn't deserve to have anyway. Okay? because we live in a thought created world. She believed what she believed there and that was a seed planted whenever it was planted and then she chose to create her adult life around that. I don't deserve love and affection. Well, your body hears that and your body says, okay, what can we do to make that real in the physical realm for you? Coldness, you know, puts you away energetically from other people and then you you cannot receive their love and affection so there you go you've created it in the physical realm so she chose the work and she chose to heal the old stories that she was still replaying and recreating over and over and she rediscovered herself as totally worthy She let herself receive love, compliments, and affection from others. She didn't need to use cold as a way to keep herself safe from rejection by rejecting everyone before they even had the chance. And she no longer needs that heater in her office and she no longer carries a jumper around with her wherever she goes. Another client of mine used to answer every single how are you with cold, I'm cold, cold. Like that was her answer always. And we both knew that her heart was cold 
and that she was expressing that. And that's why when you do that and somebody responds with like, you're always cold and they invalidate you, you're not upset because they're invalidating this like physical cold symptom. You're upset because you're not really saying you're cold physically. You're saying what you're saying, even if you're not conscious of it. Your body knows, your body's saying like, there's stuff going on here. I'm healing, I'm wounded. And when someone goes, oh, well, you're always cold. And like, I have family members who would do this. It's not cold. They would tell me it's not cold. And I would say, well, I'm cold. And I would get annoyed. Not really because the physical, like, okay, you're warm and I'm cold. It's not really about that. It's because I'm hurting inside. And you telling me that like, it's not cold in here is telling me that like, my hurt's not real or that's how I was hearing it. So when my client would answer all the time that she's cold, of course, I just held space for that because I knew, we both knew that really she was expressing sadness and grief and old stories of being detached, being uninterested, demotivated, being dead even, right? Because when we're dead, we're stone cold. And she realized that she wasn't even really all that cold when she would say, she was cold if you asked her, how are you? And she'd go, oh, cold. Sometimes she wasn't that cold, but it become a habit. It become comfortable and normal. And when she woke up to this, she immediately stopped choosing to write this story. The last one I wanna go over is sensory overload, which is connected to bumping into things and balance. So it's not random that these things have been manifesting, my love. Um, I remember when I wore sunglasses everywhere I went, even um, like in my home. Um, Sunglasses on me meant don't speak to me, uh, like a barricade, some kind of protection, right? So I was hiding. It seemed to be so bright that I manifested a migraine daily. I chose not to bother attempting to get a diagnosis with chronic migraines. Like I, I let my doctors know that they were happening, but you know how it is. Like, unless you really persevere, then you, you know, it just, they tell you like, I don't know. So I didn't bother. Um, they just prescribed me, you know, more pain relief. So like, I didn't go down the avenue of being diagnosed with chronic migraines, but I was manifesting chronic migraine daily. Everything was just, too loud, you know, conversation was too loud. I noticed that every everyone's annoying little ticks, you know, and I can't really express just like how loud everything was. I could hear like shuffling and noise and like, it's not even that it was loud. It's that it was all happening at once. That's what it was. And I'd manifest earache, ear infection even dry sore eyes from the light and blocked painful ears from the noise and then I would bump into things and I was awkward I was clumsy I believed I was awkward here's a core belief because I was growing up or I believed I was growing up I believed I was clumsy in the way and like making everything sort of worse somehow 
These are stories I told myself. This is the reality I created. I hated practicing balance in yoga and that's not a coincidence. I'd get annoyed when instructed to move into like tree pose or dancer pose or warrior three pose, which all require balance, which I believed I didn't have. Like it triggered me. The teacher telling me to like put my leg up triggered me because I was like, well, I can't do that. I was in victim mode, right? I was in victim mode. And the thing is, these poses don't really require balance. They require self-belief and inner strength. When you have self-belief and inner strength, um, you can position your body into these poses, right? But I didn't have those. So what was I hiding myself from in my life? By avoiding the sunshine, avoiding large gatherings or really gatherings of any size. And I was like dropping things all the time and making a mess. Oh my God, I remember I made a mess like every day and I'd get so angry with myself and the situation that I saw as infringing on me, attacking me. Like I would make a tea, which I couldn't be bothered anyway, but I was like, oh, fine, I'll do it. Like how yeah but I'm just trying to honestly genuinely show you what my mindset was like so I'm annoyed at myself anyway for being thirsty um get up go and make the tea right and then I'd spill it I spilled it all over myself I burnt myself so many times I spilled it on the bed then I'd have to clean the sheets I'd spill it on the floor then I'd have to mop the floor I broke plates, I smashed plates, I'd put all this effort into making dinner and then I'd smash the dish on the floor, food all over the kitchen. And this was normal, this was all the time. This is not one-offs, this is all the time. And then I'd clean up the mess, I'd be exhausted and I'd flare up. And then what would I do? I'd go and hide more and we find ourselves in a loop. And I put myself in these patterns all the time because let's remember, I created all of that. I chose all of that and I created all of that. And the inner work required to heal, I found that the sensory overload was my body's manifestation of deeply penetrated anxiety, just fear, fear, fear which totally makes sense given that I lived a large portion of my life in fear. For at least 10 years, I was in a state of chronic fear and it was safer for me when I hid. And this is a learned behavior. When I went upstairs to my room, I was less at risk of being rejected and ridiculed and dismissed, but being upstairs and being away and and doing that was rejecting myself and dismissing myself and i recreated that as an adult radical healing happens when we choose to stop rejecting ourselves my love when we finally stop dismissing ourselves when we heal every part inside of us that was believing in old stories about our worth. I no longer bump into things or drop things. I don't do that anymore. I've chosen to be present and grounded in my life and I've chosen life loves me. 
I've chosen to stop believing that every circumstance, event, person, thing is attacking me in some way because I stepped out of victim mode. Balance came very naturally and now I love, love, love these balance yoga poses. And actually they're about our core, right? They're not about even flexibility because you can hold a tree pose without being flexible. You can just put one of your feet, um, you know, slightly lifted doesn't have to come up to your inner thigh, not at all. So what we're really talking about here is core, which is fire, fuel, self-determination and commitment. Are you deeply committed to yourself, my love? I no longer manifest ear and eye infections or that extreme sensitivity to the world around me because I changed what world I positioned myself in. Like the sunshine hasn't changed, right? The sunshine has not changed, but I've changed. And I've changed what reality I position myself in. I used to position myself in a world where I, I was attached deeply to this, like I'm an empath, I'm a HSP, which is a highly sensitive person. And I take on the world and I take on everything and I take on terrorism and trauma and all the awful things of the world and it affects me energetically. And I was deeply attached to that. So my body manifested that, right? Like obviously. And now I inhabit a world that I love to be in and everything aligns for me. So I choose quiet cafes because I like that. But also if there's a busy place, I'm fine there too, I'm happy. I mind my own business. Before I would see a busy, loud cafe as another infringement on me, another attack on me, like, oh great. And now it's really loud in here. Can this day get any worse? Do you know what I mean? But now I mind my own business. Nothing is happening to me. It's all happening for me. I choose to sit at the beach in the quiet periods and it's wonderful. But, and I enjoy the beach when it's full and I sit and I watch life. And I can meditate in the noisiest street because I don't hear the noise. And this is a, a very lovely yoga practice that I teach. Quieting down quieting that noise down. The final point here that I'm going to make is that the body is like younger versions of you. It, it, it's all the younger versions of you in a formation that you yourself create. When we wake up to this, we stop criticizing ourselves all of the time and we see that the body is just screaming out for us to choose to love and accept her and choose to love and accept ourselves and choose to love our life. Love your life now, can you do that? Can you love your life now? Because right now you are creating tomorrow. You are creating the next 10 minutes. And if you say, I hate my life, then the next 10 minutes is more of that. And tomorrow is more of that. Like you can see how that's been working for you all this time. 
I love my life creates more of that. Life works for me. Life aligns for me. And we create more of that. So, my love, are you ready and willing to choose yourself? Okay, my loves, I hope you enjoyed this show. And if you did, remember to check out your not-so-chronic discount and join the Self Healers Society over at notsochronic.com for powerful coaching masterclasses, self-healing practices, and real friendships with real women who heal themselves. We are the revolution. I'm Sarah. See you next time. And remember, healing happens.